Aisha, could you lead us, please? Yes, please, that would be good. Here we go. Okay, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. O Prophet, fear God and obey not the un and obey not the unbelievers and the hypocrites. God is all-knowing, all-wise. And follow what is revealed to you from your Lord. Surely God is aware of the things you do. And put your trust in God. God suffices as a guardian. God has not assigned to any man two hearts within the breast, nor has he made your wives when you divorce, saying, be as my mother's back. Truly, your mother's, neither has he made your adopted sons, your sons, in fact. That is when saying the words of your mouths, but God speaks the truth and guides on the way. Okay, thank you. And Salah will uh, recite, inshallah. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها النبي اتق الله ولا تطع الكافرين والمنافقين إن الله كان عليما حكيما واتبع ما يوحى إليك من ربك إن الله كان بما تعملون خبيرا وتوكل على الله وكفى بالله وكيلا ما جعل الله لرجل قلبين في جوفها وما جعل أزواجكم اللائي تظاهرون منهن أمهاتكم وما جعل أدعياءكم أبناءكم ذلكم قولكم بأفواهكم والله يقول الحق so thank you. So this is the the surah where this this first the end of this verse comes that and God speaks the true and who is the guide to the way, and this is the part of the verse which comes after almost every chapter in the Futuhat. So Ibn Arabi is forever uh, citing this verse, uh, this the last part of this verse, at the end of his chapters, and also and when he makes breaks inside long chapters. So 
And also in chapter 22, which is that very, very mysterious chapter, uh, he says that if you understood this part of this verse, if you understood this verse, you would then understand all sorts of things, like what is the most powerful thing in the in the world? <laughs> and uh, so this is the surah where this verse comes from. And so <clears throat> one of the one of the uh, guides to tell us what where this verse is coming from is that he's going to be speaking about the vast earth. And in a few more chapters, he'll speak more about the vast earth. But this is the first time when he's putting together this vast earth and showing up. This is where this surah was revealed. And we'll then therefore to look at the vast earth, which is signaled by this, uh, this surah, uh, let's look at chapter eight some as well. So we'll have the chapter eight's poem and then this chapter's poem as well. Sister, no, we recognize you as aunt, sister of our father Adam. You are our sweet mother of unrecognized origin. The children look to you, sister of their father. They fight each other with sickly purpose. Except a few of the children, they bend affectionately to you with giant spirits. Aunt, tell me, how did he manifest his fraternal secret in you? His descent to the earth affirmed. Such that from someone like you, there would appear a universe the cherisher of humanity would be pleased to trust us with. You have the state of being the imama, and the imam is your brother, and the lad are his likes drawn out of him. Thank you. Yeah, this is the, from chapter eight, and. I've always known that chapter eight is, in a sense, the the key or or around which everything revolves of this futuhat, that the, it's the key chapter. And the vast earth is the key understanding that Ibn Arabi wants us to see and have. And so, and then this poem, therefore, is going to be the key that opens the key that opens the whole futuhat. And, uh, and yet it's, it's been something I've, read for years and years and years and not really understood what's going on here. Uh, but uh, I think we'll be able to look at some things right now. So we'll look especially at unrecognized origin. And then someone would appear, the cherisher of humanity would be pleased to trust us with. And then imama, imam, and the lead. So we're looking at those uh, elements of this poem right now. So the prose passage, which leads us into the vast earth, is this one. So let me go ahead and read this. <clears throat> Learn that God, when he created Adam, who is the first human body brought into being, and he made it a basis for all the human bodies, and there was a leftover of his fermented clay, he created from the leftover the date palm. She is a sister of Adam, and to us she is an aunt. The law calls her an aunt and likens her to the faithful. She has mysteries apart from the rest of the plants. After the creation of the date palm, so there's Adam and Eve created, 
then there's a tiny bit left over and the date palm is mated. After the creation of the date palm, there was left over some clay as invisible as the measure of a sesame seed. So God stretched out from this leftover a vast expanse of earth. And you can see why I have years of trouble with this. We're talking about Adam, Eve, and then a date palm, and then the vast earth. And so the sequencing uh, gets very confusing for me. If the throne and everything encircling it and the footstool and the heavens and the earths and everything underground and the gardens, all of them and the fire were placed next to this vast earth, all of it would be as a ring tossed in the desert of the earth. So the size of a ring tossed into an unimaginably large desert on the earth. In her are wonders and strange things whose metric cannot be measured and whose situation overwhelms intellects. In every breath, God creates her in her worlds, orbiting night and day without flagging. In this fast earth, the greatness of God appears and his measure is magnified upon witnessing her. Many logical impossibilities against which sound intellectual proof arises to declare them impossible actually exist in this earth. She is a pasture for the eyes of the Arefun who recognize God, the ones who know God, and in her they roam. God has created amidst all her worlds, worlds in our image. When the Arif sees them, one sees oneself in them. Something like that was alluded to by Abdullah ibn Abbas in what was reported from him in a hadith about this Kaaba, that she is one of 14 houses and that in each one of the seven earths, there is a creation like us up to their being in them and Ibn Abbas just like me. So here we're looking at the clay first, a tiny remnant is left over and the date palm is created. And then there's a tiny remnant left over <clears throat> and the vast earth is created. So this is what we're looking at now. And the image that uh, came to me that, and I think will help illuminate some of this, <clears throat> we're looking at earth. We're looking at, a, <clears throat> excuse me, we're looking at a piece of earth. And this piece of earth, or this Adam Eve earth, when the light strikes it, the light takes on different properties. They're, so it's the same earth, it's the same light, but there's blue, and let's call that the vast earth. There's green, let's call that the date palm. And there's this uh, darkness, dark brown, which is called the vast earth. So when the light strikes it, this piece of earth, this calconite or this stone or this mineral, the light takes on different properties. And so we'll look at three different properties that this light takes on and how the same piece of earth has three qualities, three uh, qualities which influence or make the light do things differently. So we'll start with the vast earth. And the vast earth is something of pure slave basis. So that when the vast earth is touched, all that's seen is the pure slave basis. It's pure lowliness, 
utterly separated from any admixture of lordship. So Ibn Arabi says there's slave and lord, and there's no mixing in, this, in the vast earth. Thus, when you stand with her, your standing is a worship. So ibadat, worship, and abd, and ubudiyah, same word. And no one stands with her except someone who resides in the earth of the divine, the vastly spacious one, which is vastly spacious enough for the new and the old. This is an earth of God. If you reside in her, you are verified in your worship of God, and the true annexes you grammatically to himself. So if you are in this fast earth, you are completely full, pure slave basis, and the Lord uh, annexes him to himself. Oh, my slaves, so that he identifies them as mine. Oh, my slaves who are faithful. Indeed, my earth is vastly spacious, therefore worship me alone. That is worship in her. And for me, Ibn Arabi says, the time since I worship God in her is from the year 590, and I am today in the year 635. So now the key to this, this earth is that it's ever remaining, and it's not going to change the way the earth that we are in right now will change into another earth. For this reason, he made her the place for his slaves and a site for his worship. The slave never ceases being a slave, so no one ever ceases from being in this earth ever. And she is an earth of meaning, intelligible, without being felt by the senses. So the senses are what's required in our body. That, so when we die, we are in the earth, and then we can explore this vast earth. Or for Ibn Arabi, he died before he died, and then explored this vast earth. And when you're in the vast earth, you're meaning to meaning to meaning to meaning. And the meanings do not emerge visibly in the century images, except on account of the deficiency of some of the souls, unable to perceive what is not material. So some people have to see a material thing and then extract meaning from it. But in the vast earth, it's meaning to meaning. When someone is ribs stretched full with recognition of God, they do not see meanings in materials and they do not see materials as other than themselves. Thus they perceive each thing in its thingness, whatever it may be, and this is the perception which one relies on, because one is innocent of being mixed up. So mixing is the world we're in now, where we have material and meaning, and they're mixed, and we derive meaning from material, and the vast earth is separated. There's slave and lord. And a key to this will be the true never ceases being unseen in whatever he merges visibly in, that is, the images in being. And entities of the enabled beings in thingness stabilized across variations of their properties seen by the true are also unseen. So this is where it's unseen to unseen. And I'll just quickly give the our, our idiom uh, the eye of the beholder. Think about the beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So that will help us as we go through here. So this vast earth and this body of ours, when God created the earth of your body, so Ibn Arabi is talking to you directly, second person, singular. He created in her a Kaaba, and this is your heart. And he made this elevated house 
or house of the heart, the highest vantage point of all the houses in the faithful person. You see, he reported that the skies, and in them there is the populous house, and the earth, in her is the Kaaba, are not spacious for him, enough for him, and they are too binding for him. But this heart in this human, faithful-based configuration is spacious enough for him. The meaning here of vastly spacious is knowledge of God. Glory be to who? This proves to you that she, the earth of your body, is the vast earth, the earth of your worship. So we'll look at how the earth of your body is the vast earth. So as the light comes to this earth that is yours, there it becomes it takes on different qualities, or it's refracted a certain way, or it's polarized a certain way. And in one way, it is polarized into the vast earth. And so we'll see that. So still with Adam, Eve, Earth. Okay. So we can say that the Adam, Eve, Earth, I mean, gotta move this thing here just a second. The Adam, Eve, Earth, and the cosmos is mixed. So the key with this world is that it's mixed. It's some of it's it's divine and creation mixed. Human beings are mixed up about the three divine truths that they have. So we looked at this a few times before. We're created flush against the image of Rahman. So the image is divine. And that's confusing because we're not divine, but the image is divine. And Adam and Eve, she and he, possess others of their own species. So the Quran speaks of those who you're to, speaking to men, hand possess, and then those to, who you're speaking to women, hands possess. So both men and women possess ones of their own species. This is a divine character, divine trait, because no other uh, species uh, thinks that they own the the rabbit doesn't say oh i've got my slave this this uh, bug is my slave there is no other species that thinks this way so we're confused though because it's a divine trait but we're told not to be slave owners we're told not that we possess nothing that we are indeed all of us slaves so therefore it's, we get confused it's mixed up in three we're instruments behind whom the one acts so when the one acts the acting is divine, and yet it looks like it's me doing it. So we get mixed up because the divine and me get mixed up. So this first clay that's brought out and breathed into, the Adam Eve made of earth was breathed into by Arahman. And that breathing into by Arahman is the Nafas Arahman. And then according to the stories, he, this earth sneezes, and says, Alhamdulillah, because when you sneeze, you say, Alhamdulillah. And then the answer is, bless you. That is why I created you. So Adam and Eve are then taught the divine name. So this is Adam Eve, one lump, which has the nafas or Rahman blown into it, and it sneezes. And then Eve is extracted from Adam. So Eve is the complete human being, leaving Adam incomplete, because she comes and is extracted from him. Her ishq, her passionate yearning for him is to return to where she came from. And his ishq for her is to become complete again. 
Okay, here we go. So the key that was what was that helped me begin to see all of this, what we're illustrating here with these three different lights, is the idea of a barrier is set between. So a barrier is set between. So the ones who are blackened of faith, face, are the ones who are unrecognized. So that is from someone at a distance, because one is seen from afar as black. So that is unrecognized because it's so far away. So the sweet mother who is of unrecognized origin are the people who are the ones who are blackened of faith, face. And this barrier then polarizes this light. So a barrier comes in front of something. So in this poem, we have the imama, who is the feminine in front of something. And then there's the imam, who is in front of something, who is your brother. And then the lead and his leads are drawn out from him. So we're looking for two barriers, which has something in front making a barrier and changing what happens on the earth when it's touched when the light is projected onto this earth. So we're looking at this one piece of earth, which is your body, which is mother earth, which is the vast earth. It's one earth, it's one body, it's your body. And there can be a barrier in front, an imama in front, which is the date, which makes date palm situation, which we'll look at in a minute. And it makes a, the imam in front makes a vast earth situation and then with nothing in front, it's the lead. It's you and you and me, where the where Adam's likes drawn out from him, from Adam. So now we can begin to see the poem that be that is in the middle of this chapter, uh, which is beginning to describe these projected likenesses, projection, the barriers, and what is seen. The Lord is Lord and the slave is slave. So make no error and do not be mixed up. Indeed, an earth of God is vastly spacious. So worship in her the one she belongs to. Who? Reach who in your worship by means of that which one expects and hopes for. Who? That which is his belongs to you and that which belongs to you the distinguishing characteristics belongs not to who so whenever he said i am not there in fact he raised all of you as the projected likeness of who for you that is the meaning of his acting from behind you in his earth so journey through her along the ways of who. And you have in the entity of his image herself, in the one who raises all of you, a stand in for who. And work in all the nows by means of the one who shows you the work of who. Okay, thank you. So for the date palm, we're looking at a barrier is set in front and the light which comes, it reflect, reflects, reflects or, or, or 
people will know more about the dichromism or something, two-coloredness, iridescence, all of this, that we're going to have it polarized to nothing but true. All you see is true. And so we have this Elahi. We were born before the world's crying out to supreme reality before the pen, before the throne, timeless service of the living truth, calling to our beloved. May we merge into your essence, calling to our beloved. May we merge in you. We found love for Muhammad, circling around Musafir Ashki, crying hi, crying who. Through his love, we finally became love, calling to our beloved. May we merge into your essence, calling to our beloved. May we merge in you. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, beloved one of Allah. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, O oh, mercy to creation, calling to our beloved. May we merge into your essence, calling to our beloved. May we merge in you. Thank you. So that's when the light comes. There's a date palm barrier, and we see this light green, and all that scene is true. So that's a very particular situation, pure true. So vast earth was pure slave. This one is pure true, and then the Adam Eve earth is mixed. So how is it the the uh, date palm? The revelation calls her our aunt and likens her to the faithful. So let's look at the date poem then. Who says, glory be to God, the tremendous, and glorify him with his praise. A date palm is planted in the garden for them. We had in the poem, O sweet mother of unrecognized origin. And we have the hadith, these awliya friends who, when they are seen, God is remembered. So when they are seen, God is remembered. So they are actually transparent. So when you look at them, you don't see them. They're transparent. You see God. The ones of blackened face, unrecognized, because one is seen from afar as black in this world and the next, if you know this. So this very important, unrecognized. They are unrecognized. And they are unrecognized because they are brides, jealously protected from the eyes of the world. So this is why she's the sister of Adam and their aunt. Uh, she has the, the, the feminine of the brides. So all of the brides who are jealously protected from the eyes of the world. So it, it's these are, you know, Nuruddin Jirahi. These are the peers. These are the saints, uh, male and female, and whatever uh, gender and biology they have. They are brides who are jealously protected from the eyes of the world. So they're not seen. Because Allah says they should not see who these people really are. So they are protected by doing nothing remark remarkable. And then the other imagery is this tall uh, figure. 
The true is a standing figure seen from afar, and you are based on him, his shadow. So this, the al, this capital, a long A and L, al, uh, like in Ali and Imran and Mary and Jesus, uh, this word al uh, is, means kinfolk, your family, the people of the house, and shachs is the body or former figure or substance which one sees from a distance. So this tall uh, figure seen from a distance, those are the al. So what, when we say wa'alihi, so that is the prophets al, the ones who are, who are strong, tall date palms. And they are, uh, in, in spiritual uh, gender, they are the feminine. So these are the ones that there's nothing but true is seen. And then in the vast earth, nothing but slave is seen. And we were talking about meaning to meaning. So this is something that Ibn Arabi realizes logically very confusing. So he says about this vast earth, we learn that the intellects fall short. And in fact, God is able to bring together two opposites. And there is an existence of a body in two places. So first, bringing together two opposites. So you have a, a magnetic force, you have negative and positive, those can be brought together. You know, how can negative and positive be brought together? In this vast earth, that happens. And there's the existence of a body in two places. So superposition, there's a body in two different places. Um, so one was that two bodies which are mutually exclusive uh, are in the same place. And the other is that, um, that there is one body in two different places. And the effect arises by itself with no cause and it's passing away. So suddenly something happens, but nothing caused it to happen. So it, there's an effect, but there's no cause. And the performance of meaning by what is meant. So the meaning by a thing is something we all understand. You have a thing and you derive meaning from it. So I see a very lovely tree and I say, what a pretty tree that is. So the tree connects to me with meaning by the thing itself having somehow that meaning inside of it. But the meaning by meaning is what we say, eye of the beholder. And so that's when the tree has nothing in its thingness, which tells me that it's beautiful. And yet I say it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. I feel it's beautiful. So that's meaning to meaning. And so meaning by the thing versus meaning by meaning. So Ibn Arabi's example of this is night, black, brilliant. And as I, I think I told a few months ago, when I saw a, a dream with that I described as completely uh, dark and completely light at the same time. And then <clears throat> I found, of course, the Allahi, which says it much better, and that's night, brilliant darkness. And <clears throat> night, brilliant darkness, <clears throat> let's see if we can get this down, okay. Um, Sawad Mushrik. <clears throat> so you have night black and you have brilliant. So the true never ceases being unseen in whatever he emerges visibly in, that is the images in being, and entities of the enabled beings in thingness stabilized across variations of their properties seen by the two are also unseen. So this is the thing, 
this thing, you look at it and you say, it's beautiful, or you say, it's haq, it's true. And you see another thing, which is distinguished in many other ways, but not in any meaningful way. So it's not about meaning, not in any meaningful way. And you say, oh, this is beautiful. This is haq. And then something else comes up and it's another thing. And there is no distinguishing it in any meaningful way. One might be big, one might be small green, blue, whatever, but no meaningful distinction. And you say, oh, it's beautiful. It's haq. So if you are able to see the things and you see haq or you see their beauty and you realize that the thing itself is not containing that beauty, then you are seeing in the vast earth. You are seeing meaning by meaning and not by the thing. So there are all these things and you never say, oh, this thing is better than another thing. You never say this thing is more divine than another thing. This person is more divine or less divine. They're all the same. They're all things. And there is no meaningful distinction among them. So the world we live in, though, is the mixed one. And that's where this there's unpolarized light. So we had a barrier making it one polarized and another barrier. And in this mixed earth, there is no barrier, the light comes in, and there's slave and true, there's creation and creator. And this is mixed. So because it's mixed, Allah chooses which ones he's going to say, that's mine, and chooses which one to say, that's yours. <laughs> so the languages of the world, as we looked at last week, all of them are statements of God. So they're all statements of God whether they're ugly or beautiful or mean or whatever they are, they're all statements of God. And their division then belongs to God. So he annexes to himself whichever of them he pleases as he pleases. And he abandons whichever of them he pleases as he pleases. So it's for Allah to say, this statement of God, I'll give it to you guys because it's ugly and it's not great, it's yours. And all things that bad things that happen to you, you can attribute that to yourself. Those things which happen which are good and blessed, you attribute them to me. So this statement that you just made is a statement which is Quran. I will annex it to myself. This other statement, it's affiliated to you. It's yours. So that's because we're in a mixed world. So the light is one, the world is one, but the interaction is a mixed one. My body is your paradise, my soul, your Holy Spirit. This teaching is so rarely presented to the world. Allahu, 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 Allah, Allahu, Allah, la ilaha illallah. My virgin soul is your pure bride. This body is the bridal bed. Till the veils of soul and Lord melt in identity. Allahu, 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 Allah. Allahu, Allah, la ilaha illallah. Allah is not inside the world, nor world outside Allah. There is no boundary, the artist is his art. 
Allahu, 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 Allah, Allahu, Allah, my heart has become an ocean of your love. My eyes fill with holy tears for Ashk of Muhammad. Allahu, 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 Allah, Allahu, Allah, Allahu, Allah. So, so thank you. And, and so one illustration from this Elahi, we talk about the, the tears and what comes from the two eyes and the two nostrils uh, in this, this holy tears um, are the four rivers that are flowing from the garden to this earth. So that's, they're spoken of as Nile, Euphrates, uh, Jehan, and Sehan. Uh, but these four rivers flowing from the garden to us and to this earth. And these are the holy, holy tears. So if you look at that with one kind of polarized light, you see four rivers of holy tears in the garden. If you see that from another way, from another polarization, you'll see that these four tears are these, these physical moistures that are coming from my eyes and nose. And if you look at it yet another way, uh, you'll see both and you'll see that they're mixed. It's the garden and the earth mixed here. And so that's our three way, ways that the light is changed. And if we look at it one way, we see nothing but true. If we see another way, it's nothing but slave. And if we look another way, it's mixed. It's Huck and creation. It's a creator and creation. So, Omar, if you could uh, read us these central verses for this chapter. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Ya ibadi al-ladina amanu, inna ardi wasi'atun fa'iyyaya fa'budun. Yas'aluhu man fi s-samawati wal-ard, كل يوم هو في شأن صدق الله العظيم O my creatures who have faith indeed my earth is vastly spacious so worship me alone whoever is in the heavens and the earth asks from who every day who is in a brilliant radiance thereupon said to one was you are in your kingly positions and from your kingly positions you will do disappear and from your land you will ride away and from your world you will transfer so do not be remiss in provision because certainly you will be eating only what you can carry with you and you will drink only what you have transported with you in your provision sack. Yes, the path is a thirst-inducing one, and the land has become dried from drought. 
Okay, thank you. Good. And then we can wrap everything up with this last delay. You are the guiding, you are the true. Nothing exists apart from you. Huck, holy subsisting, eternal real. Lai la hai la hu hai. You are the knower, you are the one. Nothing exists apart from you. Huck, boundlessness, mercy, fountain of light. Lai la hai la hu hai. I am your garden of beautiful names. Nothing exists apart from you. Wherever I look, I see only saints. Lai la hai la hu hai. Thank you. So, so when the light hits someone just right, all you see is saint. All you see is true. Alhamdulillah. Did not Bayezid Bestami say the same thing about the heart of the Gnostic, that all creation is within and would not even be noticed by the Gnostic? Right. So in, this, in the beautiful story of Bayezid Bestami, so he describes this huge cosmos and how big it is and, and just get bigger and bigger and bigger. It's so huge. It's so immense. And he says, if there were thousands and thousands of such universes and thousands and thousands of those uh, cosmoses like that, and they were put in the smallest, tiniest corner of the Gnostic's heart, uh, he would not even notice it because that's the size, the vastly spaciousness of the vast earth. Beautiful. And that's why Ibn Arabi says there's a metric can, which cannot be measured. And so, and that, that measure, um, and so I, I, I did a few tries at, at measuring the metric. And, and if you take a coin tossed into a desert and you get the ratio of the size of the coin and the size of the empty desert, uh, you get a pretty big, huge number, uh, like 10 to the 16. And so that's as a ratio. You can then say, because in the, in the hadith, we have the, the coin to the desert is like the earth to the solar system, is like the solar system to the, uh, the next level galaxies, and it's like the galaxies to the entire, and then it's like the footstool to the throne. And then he says, all of that, Ibn Arabi then says, is a coin tossed into the desert of the vast earth. So uh, with those 10 to the 16th, you get uh, a universe which is, 10 to the 54 something. And of course, the Greeks did that with the, the sand reckoner, trying to come up with an idea of how big this cosmos could be. Um, and so there are some numbers that you can throw around, but they are beyond vast. And then Ibn Arabi is telling us it is fact so vast because everything there never uh, 
vanishes. Everything is there is permanent. And so if it's permanent, and yet every single moment we think of something, that thought gets into the vast earth and populates the vast earth. And you know how many thoughts you're having every day. And so if all these people are having all these thoughts and they're getting up in there and they're never disappearing. And yet when you walk there and when you go to the vast earth, you don't find them because they're all in some tiny little corner. And that's uh, they're just just too small to be seen. On the microbiology tree of life, human and palm are right next to each other, almost touching. Very good. Wow. So there, that's, that gives us something. Yeah, the, um, and that's how the date palm is likened to the, to the faithful person. Um, so there, and, there, and the Prophet Sallallahu said that, shall I tell you um, a, a riddle? Uh, you know, I'm thinking of someone who's like the faithful. And who is that? Or what is that? And someone said, I thought it could be the date palm, but I didn't say anything. And, and he said, it is the date palm. <laughs> and so uh, the date palm and the movement are very much close. And so it's the state palm is this long shucks, this long uh, figure. And when they are seen, uh, they are not seen. Only Allah is seen. And that means that they are the brides. And they are the brides that are not seen by the rest of the world. So that they will be only for Allah. And so uh, these brides um, are these date palms, nothing but true. Beautiful. Shuaib, when you were talking about the relation of Adam masculine to Eve feminine, a question came to me. Could you explain what it means when the Quran says, therefore, that men have been made kawamun against women? Okay, it's, uh, so the kawamuna uh, are the supports. So the kawam is a, is a support. It's where we get kayum and kaim and, and these words. And when Ibn Arabi says that all divine names can be taken on by the human being, many of the Sufis were saying, well, kayum can't be taken on by human beings because kayum, you know, hayul kayum, Kayum is a self-subsisting, self-standing. Uh, we can't do that because, and Ibn Arabi says, no, we can, because we are given that name in the Quran, that the Rijal, that is the men, um, who are the Kawam, the supports for the women. So supports is, is the kind of Kayum that we take on as Kawamuna. So those are the supports. Yeah, of course, in patriarchal interpretations, the, you, can, you can take it anywhere you want to go with it. But in Ibn Arabi, he's telling us, Kawam is someone who supports another. And, um, and so those who support, and this is because, if I mean, we can bring out a little bit of a secret here, because the men uh, support, their job is to support the woman. And so it's, this is why the, the men are the kawamuna of the women. And with Ibn Arabi, you're a man if you have certain qualities. So it's not a biological description. So it could be described also as those who are strong are supporting those who need support because of whatever their work is to do. They need support. And so that's, that's how that works. <laughs> Everything is always mixed. What is Barzakh? So the Barzakh is the it is in a in a way it's it is the the sort of definition of mixed because the image comes through which is divine, it comes into the Barzakh, and then um, it comes and then it projects onto the earth. 
So this Barzakh is a membrane or a barrier, which uh, is where the divine names live. So the divine names are, of course, divine, but they're also beings. They're also created beings. They're also, and so the divine names live in the Barzakh and they become the liminal area between the ocean and the shore. Um, are we each our own vast earth or is there one vast earth in which we all travel? So we, yeah, so, so this body is like the, like the fibers of the, the carpet. It's, it's looks individual, but it's all inside this, it's all in the carpet. And so each of us are extensions from Mother Earth, but we are come from Mother Earth, we go into Mother Earth when we die, and we are of Mother Earth. And therefore, we can stick up for a time and say, hello, here I am an individual, but ultimately and in truth, we are Mother Earth. So when Ibn Arabi says, your body, he says, look at your body, and he says, you rub it and you smell it and you say, this is Earth. That's, and so this, is, this body then is Mother Earth, and it's, uh, it's one individual look of who Mother Earth is. And so this is how we are Adam Eve, uh, always. And so, um, and, and we also, so that when we explore, when we roam the vast Earth, it's the same vast Earth for all of us. And so that's how Ibn Arabi met with Abu Madian, his teacher. He met him not in this world, but in that, in that vast earth world. Um, and so when we go there, we see things which are timeless and they never are destroyed. So they always, they always are permanent. And because they're permanent, you can always go there and find what needs to be found. And the inheritance from there that, that knowledge never disappears. It only adds, 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 and adds. And so when you go there for inheritance, you're going through, you're going to a place which is adding knowledge and is always getting more and more knowledge and never getting less. Um, and so this vast earth is where we want to go to see things from meaning to meaning. And this is a very special place because we see things and the things are not meaningfully distinguished among themselves. And we see their meaning, which is haq, which is beauty, which is rahma. Um, if what then, Hamid? <laughs> do, do you want to explain? No? Okay, we'll move on. <laughs> yeah, sure. uh, what does the use of the word earth tell us about the essence of what is meant here? e.g. vast earth as opposed to naming it vast universe or vast other word. Uh, because so Ibn Arabi says, you know, your body is the vast earth. So in chapter eight, he says all these things about the vast earth and how big it is and how this and that and the other thing. And you roam in there and you don't see a clod of dirt, but you say you speak to it as you speak to anyone. And all of these things are happening. And there's a ship of sand that flies across the, the water and that you can look down into the water and you can see the bottom and the ship uh, moves and it, and, it, and it never has any uh, water coming into it on and on and on. And so then, then hundred or few, 200 chapters later, he says, your earth, the, this earth that I'm talking about, your body is that earth. So my body is your paradise. So the place where Allah manifests is the body. And so the earth, there's, so there is only one earth. It's this, it's this Adam and Eve clay, 
from it comes the date palm, but it means it's coming from Adam and Eve. And from, from her comes the vast earth. So it's all connected. It's all, it's all the same Adam and Eve clay. And so Adam and Eve clay, from, from it comes date palm, from her comes vast earth. And so this is all one substance. It's all one substance. And it is the substance where, which is the mirror or the film or the receptive area, which the tajalli, the shining brilliance of Allah hits and then hits it, makes it tender and makes it smart. And Allah knows itself by seeing itself manifest in earth. And so that's why we have such tremendous respect and love for our bodies and for Mother Earth and for all of uh, humanity and all creation, because all creation, all humanity is based on this one substance. And Sheikh Afaria the best earth is then the human body different from what we call Mother Earth. So the so this my body is the vast earth and my body is Mother Earth. And so so if we take that that illustration and all this, you know, finally after I don't know how many years and years and years, I could see that you have a lump of clay. And in, in the illustrations, it was some particular mineral. You have this lump of clay and the light hits the clay and or hits the carbon or hits the 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 gem or whatever it is and there's blue and green and brown and you have these three colors which the light is the same the mineral is the same but when the when the light hits this particular way if there's a barrier it polarizes and makes all true and when it hits this one it polarizes there's an imam or an imama in front and it becomes all slave. And if it hits here without a barrier, without an imama or an imam, it becomes mixed. And so it's one stone, it's one earth, and it's one light. And when the light is projected, there are three different qualities or realms. One is the the Adam-Eve realm, which we're familiar with. One is the date palm realm, which is the world of saints and friends. And the other is the vast earth world, where we go to and all we see is uh, huck because all we are is slave. So it's the same rock and it's the same light. So if all our thoughts go there, and we have so very many thoughts, which are really truly awful is the best earth polluted can it be and can it reflect what is happening now on earth yeah so that yeah that's ex ex exactly because the vast earth is the, ver the the earth that will not alter will not change and so what what we're what that's saying is that this one rock one earth the vast earth is when there's this particular barrier and the light hits it this way and all that is seen because you are completely slave, all that is seen is huck. And so, and that can never be, uh, that can never be um, uh, polluted or corrupted. The idea of mixed is, is when there is no barrier, then we get divine light hitting the earth that we are. And then we have all these thoughts 
some of these thoughts Allah will annex to himself and say that's that's for me and the others say that's you and so because this of this mixed that and some come to Allah and some get affiliated or annexed to us and then the ones that are next to us we are the ones who then can we call astaghfirullah and madet and those then get covered over and as they get covered over they get transformed and when they get transformed they turn from a thing which was affiliated to me which was ugly into a thing which is no longer affiliated to me which is now divine and so the key is that transformation and it's got nothing to do with me it's got it's it's because the angel covers it up and then it the thing can change to another thing and the things are not meaningfully uh, distinguished. So because they're not meaningfully distinguished, um, they are all, you see them and you see Huck, but not because the thing makes, it's not meaning by thing, it's meaning by meaning. Is there a path to perceive the vast earth? So the place that we, we go to the vast earth, um, the way they go, when we go to the vast earth, it can be in dreams. But the way that the, that this happens is that we are, if we are fully in Mother Earth, and that anchors us, then our dream we go into this realm and we are given a cloak, uh, we're given a barrier, so that we're giving a cloak, so that uh, and there are strange creatures at the mouths of these openings, and these strange creatures come up to you and give you a cloak. And the cloak is what allows you now to see all things and to see Huck. And you don't see the Huck through things. You see things and you see Huck. You see God. And so that barrier is the one which changes all. And so you'll know that you're in the vast earth when you have a barrier or a cloak on and everything you see is equally true. And you'll know you're in this world when things are, it's pretty much divine or it's pretty much creation or it's mixed, then you know you're in this world. Is not vast earth the barzakh? So there are many barazik, there are many membranes. Um, uh, the, so the vast earth, uh, in, a, in a sense, we can talk about barzakh uh, as this great horn which is very small at top, and then it, it comes down large. Um, and so you can describe the skin of the vast earth as the barzakh, um, but there are also other uh, membranes and other skins that, that, that we have. So when Ibn Arabi says barzakh, we have to see whether he's talking about the skin of the vast earth, which you enter, uh, you can't go through, you can only be on one side or on the other side. And so when we dream, we are, we are, our body is on this side and we are roaming about on the other side. And there is no passing through the Barzakh because these are the two oceans and they meet, but they never cross each other. Do the different earths spill into each other? There we go. That was exactly <laughs> perfect timing. So there are places where, see the, verse, the, the, the earths do uh, come very close together. They crash into each other, but they do not pass through each other. And so, but there are places where the membrane is thin. And uh, remember we talked about 
a long time ago now, we maybe need to look at it again, the two bow lengths or nearer. So you have a bow here, and then you have a flip side bow here. So when a bow is, uh, when the handles of these two bows are brought closer and closer to a barzakh, what happens to the arms of the bow? They spread out longer and longer. And as they spread out longer and longer, the string of the bow gets tighter and tighter and tighter. It gets thinner and thinner. So there are places where it seems that the other world is bubbling over into this world. And uh, so they, they bubble without actually bursting the bubble. And those places are, for instance, the Prophet between my grave, which he knew was going to be his house, and the minbar, uh, there is a garden of the gardens. And so he could see this bursting through, but not through, bursting at, uh, he could see a garden of the gardens. And so from my grave, which he knew would be his house, and the minbar, there is a garden of the gardens. And then we talked about the four rivers that go from the garden to this world. And they are visible when you see them as a date palm, or if you, or, and so if you see them as a date palm, or as a mix, or as a vast earth. And so if we can see the tears as these holy tears, then we are seeing from a date palm uh, polarization or date palm perspective. Assalamu alaikum. Ale Bay, being date trees and imam, does everyone have a separate imam from Ale Bay, or are they altogether imam of whole community coming after them? When Allah will raise us on the day of resurrection with imam, how do we know who's the imam? Okay. So, yeah. So, so the so Ahle Bay as as date palm and and these and these imams. So the. The key here is that um, those those are the the ones that we we aspire to, we hope for, and we pray for to be within uh, the protection and the cloak of of an imam or of a great person or of uh, of a and we have prophets and we have messengers and we have these guides, um, and so these these all are. Uh, or manifestations, they all come from this Nur Muhammad And so on this day when we're gathered, uh, there are some people we gathered with a messenger, say Jesus, and I have the messenger of Muhammad So they will be gathering, they will have two places that they gather. And in the vast earth, uh, it's possible, of course, to be one being to be in two places. So this is, uh, so the, the having multiple guides, having multiple uh, leaders and having multiple prophets and messengers uh, is something that's, that's quite possible outside of the mixed world. And so uh, that's, that's our, our gathering, the hushar, that gathering that we'll have. In one description out of many, Ibn Arabi describes the Barzakh as the meeting place of the quote, sea of meaning quote, and the quote, sea of sensory faculties quote. Yeah, so if we look on this side, the things, and on this side, meaning. So, and the barzakh between them. The barzakh is the place where the things can be reflected or refracted into meaning. And so the barzakh is the projection screen which takes um, an immaterial light and meaning and projects it onto a material thing. And so we look at the thing and we 
we understand the meaning that it came from. So the material is our road to, or our path to getting meaning. And Ibn Arabi is saying in the vast earth, it's meaning to meaning. The, there is no intermediary between the thing and huck and, and meaning. There's no intermediary, no, no membrane between them. You see the thing as a thing and you see the meaning as meaning. And there's nothing connecting them or transmitting them through a membrane. Yeah, we've been, Omar and I have been looking at this very, very closely. And I think the meaning to meaning, for me, the eye of the beholder was a good uh, sort of an image for, for how that works. You see, a th so when, when you see your beloved, and of course the, the proverb is, everyone thinks that his beloved is the most, you know, the most beautiful of all. And, uh, and you all, and you want everyone else to say, oh, how, how beautiful your beloved is. And, uh, but the reality of it is that you have your beloved and someone else saying, ah, oh, not the shiniest apple on the tree or not, not, not all that and so on. And so that's a situation of mixed. But when you're in the unmixed in the vast earth, and in the reality, which is the which is also he calls it reality. This is called reality. The you see the beloved, and it is Huck, and and it doesn't matter. And there's no other thing, so you couldn't do anything to this thing to make it more true or less true. So you couldn't, you know, I'm going to dress them up really nicely, and they'll be even nicer. It doesn't work that way. It's it's a it's it's this thing, and there's the meaning, the the love, and so when we love. Uh, we don't see what other people might see as defects or even as something that's really nice. We just see there's nothing that you could do to make me love you more. And this, when it's reversed, when it comes the other direction, Allah says, there's nothing that you could do that would make me love you more or make you love you less. So you could do all of the prayers in the world and do all of this and all that. It won't make me love you more. And you could do all the bad things and all the offenses in the world, and it will not make me love you less. Because the key is, do you turn? And when I turn to you, do you turn to me? And if you do, then that is love. And then if you do these great things and then go off on your own, that doesn't help. If you do these bad things and go off on your own, that doesn't help. So separation either by good or separation by bad is what we want to go away from and we want to return and then we want to separate again because the returning from separation is the most beautiful uh, part of all of love kind of alas but that's the truth <laughs> separation is what makes love you know love uh, just the way when you're hungry food is better when you've been in a horrible situation and you're and you're fighting for your life and suddenly you're safe that's much better than just being safe the whole time <laughs> as the Arab proverb says. <laughs> How about the Quranic quote, so meanings as thy are? Um, no. Yeah, Hamid? There, there is a second, there is a correction. Okay, good. Okay, good, show me things as they are. Yeah, so show me things as they are. Well, this is show me things as they are is, is instead of, when we are in a mixed, so mixed is interesting because it means mixed of creation and creator, but mixed is the same word for being clothed, so that you get clothed up with things and then you get mixed up. And confusion is also mixed. So 
show me things as they are is make things unmixed for me and clarify them. So beyond beyond is is clarified. And you know how you make ghee, you take you, you boil the butter and you keep taking the foam off until in the end, all you have is this pure yellow liquid called ghee. That's clarification. So clarified butter. So clarified is that take all of these things which are mixed in and clarify them for me so that I see what truly is. And so when we see what truly is, then wherever I look, I see only saints. Because now all I, when I see something, I don't see anything mixed up in it. I don't see my own desires or thoughts or whatever. I see what things are as they truly are. And I see only friends. If meaning is separated from thing, then why are there things in the vast earth? What is the world of pure meaning? So the pure meaning is... Well, the reason that we have we have things is that that pure so yeah in this world we're meant to see all of the different things and we're meant to connect them to meaning in the vast world is when we can go meaning to meaning and so this in the Ilahi is from Allah's heart to Allah's heart so this is going from Allah's heart to Allah's heart and so this is a very particular kind of journey and <clears throat> The journey that we have on this world is I look at something and I journey to its meaning and I and I make as I do something an, an act and it goes into the bridge of life, it goes into my bridge of life. And so it's a journey from doing things in this world, so that my bridge of life is a beautiful bridge of life. And so that's a journey in the vast earth. You've we are already you've gone past your bridge of life. And that's why Bernabe said he when he died before he died, he went past the bridge of life. And when you are past the bridge of life, then you are able to be heart to heart, from Allah's heart to Allah's heart, meaning to meaning. And that's then love, because love is uh, that Allah is the one who's only God sees God. And so God is the seer and the seen. And so meaning to meaning, God to God, only God sees God, um, only the seer is the seen. And that when Ibn Arabi goes into that area, he, talk, he gives the poem that I am the one I love. I am my darling boy. I am my racing girl. And so that's, the, that's when meaning to meaning. Same as love. That's, so it is, the meaning is the same as love. That's right. Um, what would then be the role of prayer? Well, so prayer is, uh, the, the, the response to love is prayer. And so, the, and so prayer is, is when meaning is going to meaning and back and forth and love is happening, then that is a state of prayer. And so these date palm people, the date palm people are also ones who are said they are ever in their prayer. They're ever in their prayer. So they're always in a state of prayer because they're always in a state of being light and having the true be what is seen when they are seen. And the true is what is remembered when they are seen. So date palms, the aulia, 
when they are seen, Allah is remembered, and then the prayer, they're ever in their prayer, this is, this is how, they, how they work, how they function. Um, this is how the who works in them, and, that's, and so all you see is the who working and the who praying. So the one praying and the one prayed to, the one seeing and the one seen. <coughs> God only sees God. And only God sees God, both ways actually. <laughs> okay. Good, good. So well, thank, thank you, you so, so much, you Wade. Well, hold on to that nice image. You got a rock and the same rock, same light, three different colors. <laughs> then it works. <laughs> How many years did it take before that was given? So, but now it's there. And now I can see now, and then the poem becomes, oh, now I like this poem a lot because I understand it. Whereas before I said, where, how do you get Adam and then date poem and then vast earth? And so, okay, thank you. Good to see everyone. Good to